0: Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode number 173. I have an amazing guest today. I love his accent, for one, but his energy is awesome, and we just met last week on an awesome new app called Clubhouse that if you're not on it, get on, but that's that's a a side note there. But uh, according to the World Bank, it costs, on average... $30,000 to create one job that is not affordable in Africa. To fix this my guest Willem created a program that brought this cost down to less than $3,000. Today he creates jobs in Africa by helping people build profitable businesses in a matter of weeks. Willem and I, Willem, I'm going to go ahead and say your name. We were just laughing.
1: Please
0: do. Oh, and actually it's Willem. Willem Ruch. And I know I just did not do that right.
1: Hold <laughs> <Well> done. But... <laughs> you, you did your best. I'm giving you a naughty g- badge.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. But let me finish this. So he is Willem. Will, Willem is an international speaker, trainer, and consultant on innovation, leadership, in entrepreneurship and I can't wait for you to hear from him. Welcome Willem.
1: Thank you Kirsten what a beautiful intro you did very well and, and just uh to to everybody's probably wondering so how do you really pronounce it and that's Willem <laughs> Goos.
0: So I did oh, like eh, you know eh, 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 okay. you did well
1: you know what <laughs> you gave it your best um and wherever I go if I speak in um Quite high up in 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 the UK, I usually just tell people, "Call me Bill."
0: There you and, go. <laughs> uh,
1: that works very well. Just, everybody goes like, "Hey, Bill!" I'm like, absolutely, that's me.
0: Yeah, and you know the old Michigan <clears throat> accent from the United States just can't do it justice. Like you have just an amazing accent, so yeah, I think Thank I did Brent. okay given my my shortfall. You did.
1: <laughs> I'm giving you a 7.25 for that one.
0: So let's dive in because, like I said, we just met last week, and I was so intrigued by the work that you do, and so excited to learn more. So I'm going to learn right along with the listeners additional detail about the impact that you're making in the world. So tell me, what is the specific impact? I mean, I know you're you're helping people uh, land uh, employees for much less, but like, let's let's dive in.
1: Okay, cool. Thank you. That's a very good question. You know, as you mentioned in the introduction, uh, it is about thirty thousand US dollars to create a job, and and then you're looking at, at somebody in the forestry industry or even just a a barista, something like that. Now, it works in Europe and North America, but not in Africa. You know? <laughs> if you look at our exchange rate currently, it's one to fifteen, mm. which is massive, and. Um, if you take into account the millions of jobs that we need to, to, to generate, we can't do this. And I looked at this numbers and I realized if we do not find a way to reduce this and make it affordable for Africa, as well as other developing areas, then we will never be able to uplift those people and make the world a better place. And this comes from someone who lives in one of the most unequal societies in the world. I drive through these areas. And it's it's hectic. I can't tell you how it looks like and there's no sanitation and everything else. But I've been working on this process since 2015, since completing the research for my master's degree dissertation. See, I was sneaky. I did my master's in information systems and I looked at it and I thought, oh, goodness, I would rather eat drywall with mayonnaise on it than, than research 800 hours of IT systems. <laughs>
0: I might so, be with you on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and this comes from a computer nerd and I I said to my advisor the title of my my uh, dissertation will be the uh, application of various innovation methodologies applied to existing businesses using a dashboard. So the dashboard was the IT part and then I flew around the world and studied innovation. And from there, I started looking at, okay, how can we do this? And over the years, I've made tweaks in it. But in November 2020, last year, it came together. And I created 30 jo- 35 jobs out of 50 people in 21 days. And it cost just over $2,000 for each of those jobs. See, it's, I took the 50 people from previously disadvantaged communities. And I had to build a business with customers in 21 days, making enough money to replace their salary. Now. You understand, you might go, oh, is it $1,000, $2,000? At this level, a uh, monthly salary, and that this could be a parent with two children, uh, paying rent, eating, transport, you're looking at $350 a month. That's the, that's the salary that we need to replace. So now I think you understand why $30,000 is not <laughs> yeah, viable.
0: Right. Yeah. We'll
1: never recoup that money no. through any type of taxation. Right. And... Not one of these businesses that were created in order to create a job needed external financial support, which is wonderful because our our government has excelled at convincing people you can't start a business without money. And I go, BS, you lie. Now, some of the candidates even achieved this in seven days. Some candidates started and killed multiple businesses in 21 days and they still made money. That's the fun thing because I don't know, Kirsten, I, I, if you look at your work, you, you've, you've worked a lot with entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. How many of them hold on to, let me use the word, the rotting cadaver of a dying business going, oh, this is my dream. I can't let it go. And they've <laughs> been holding on to this thing and it's, it, it, it stinks at up to high heaven, but they just hold on to it because the sunk cost is just too high. Now, with this program, I remember the one lady. So I saw the Tuesday and then again on the Friday. Saw so the Friday. She said, okay, cool. Uh, what happened? No, I started Tuesday, and that was a bad business idea. So I started Wednesday. This is the other one. Also realized not working. However, I started this one yesterday, and it worked well, and I made $100. I'm like, well done. And that's how quickly they would go through businesses, and they test it, on the viability of generating cash. That's the key thing. It's about to do it in cash. And that's why I even had candidates starting in the second week and third week of this program. Now, my goal is in 2021 to create a 1,000 jobs. But of late when I said, I must admit, Kirsten, it does not feel congruent when I say 1,000 the interest in the program is really growing. I, I had somebody contact me from uh, uh, Finland yesterday, which I love going to. If you ever can, go to Finland. They said, no, they would like to run this program maybe for the inner city. I'm talking to Asia, I'm um, talking to West Africa, and quite a few CEOs are, are expressing interest in in running this program. So now I'm starting to feel, maybe I should just bump up this number to at least 10,000. Let's see where it goes. But uh, a lot of people will probably wonder, okay, so what makes this program different? There are that many exactly differences. exactly what yes. I'm wondering right now. Yes. Like,
0: yes, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> okay. And, and it's going to be simple. You, everybody sit down for this simple, shocking statement. There are many differences, but I believe that the main differentiator is that I focus on building business owners instead of developing entrepreneurs. That's the key thing. In your work, where you worked with businesses, how many business owners did you work with and how many true entrepreneurs did you work with? If you had to say, out of 100, how many would be a full-on entrepreneur?
0: Well, I probably have to dive into your definition of each of those.
1: That's a good question.
0: Because, so, yeah, tell me how you're differentiating.
1: So how I see a business owner is somebody that builds a business within the confines of their direct financial needs. And the growth of the business is usually determined by the financial, growing financial needs of the business owner, while an entrepreneur builds a business outside of their direct financial needs. And the growth of the company is usually determined by a greater purpose or vision that they want to execute. Mm,
0: okay, so nothing- passion for you is kind of the differentiator I'm hearing.
1: Well, yeah. You know what? I'm not a big fan of the word passion. Uh, I'm just <laughs> going a, a greater vision. Um, mm-hmm. I, I once did a speech. You know, you know why um, athletes and all of these people throw their arms up in the air when they win? Do you know why?
0: Uh, they're because celebrating. They're hitting, achieving a goal.
1: Yeah, that's just an, an oversized FU sign. <laughs> and they say, stuff you, everybody who said I couldn't do it. Stuff you, everybody who who broke me down and held me back and everything else. Uh-huh. And I see it that way. I go like, yeah. Because usually these people face a lot of backlash and a lot of challenges and get a lot of shots in the face. And that's the key thing. I mean, I've had people book and sit with me for a two-hour lunch shouting at me who the hell are you teaching people to make money? And money is the measure of a successful business. Wow. Mm. They're like, okay, obviously I'm on the right track because (laughs) I am pissing people off. Because if you don't, (laughs) you're just maintaining the status quo. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there's got
0: to be some discomfort for
1: sure. And not just for me, for those who watch as well, go like, oh, I don't like what he's doing. I'm like, absolutely, that's me. (laughs)
0: I have to tell you this quick story. I recently, and it's one of my favorite clients I've ever worked with, amazing. But the uh, I heard through one of the VPs that um she's like, "Yeah, our CEO was saying like, yeah, you know, we're Kirsten's definitely helping us make so much change, but whoo, it can be brutal working with her." <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, that's one of the best compliments I've ever gotten."
1: <laughs> it is. And that's one thing I Half of the testimonials for my one-on-one coaching, I can't really use on the internet because consistently you will hear the line. He doesn't take shit from you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) "Mm, Okay. Not a good sales pitch. Okay, (laughs) But that's, that's what's needed. You know, uh, I'm hard on myself and Kirsten, you're a high achiever and you're hard on yourself because you know, if we don't keep ourselves accountable, And and sticking to what we promised, then then what's going to happen? If you break a promise to yourself, you'll break a promise to anybody.
0: Mm -hmm. That's Mm. true. Yeah. How do you trust? Yeah, you got to be able to trust yourself. There's a great book. You have you uh, the speed of trust. Yes, I read it. Yeah.
1: First time I was in Helsinki. Strangely Mm -hmm. enough, I bought it on the airport, and I read it in Helsinki. Talking about Finland tonight. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's that's the impact that I strive to do is, is just make it affordable, make it work, uh, and and this is mainly focused now on low tech and no tech businesses. I'm a big fan of low tech and no tech. So give me some little...
0: examples of some of the businesses that people have created.
1: Oh, classic, hairdressers, perfume salespeople, uh, mechanics. Uh, uh, steelworks, uh, computer, internet cafes. You would go like, what? You guys have internet cafes? Yes, we do. And they're still thriving. Dustbin cleaning services, window cleaning services, cell phone repair shops. Amazing. uh, Photography. And and all of these businesses serve the communities within which they were founded. Mm. And that is very important because now it becomes a very targeted economic stimulus tool and that's what we need, that is truly what we need and the mindset that you, you should see in these, these young people, I posted, if you go to my LinkedIn profile you'll see one of my articles, I, I did a, 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 an article about this process and there's nine videos there and when you ask them, when can you start a business and when can you make money and they will say today and you can have money tonight and do you need funding? No, never. And you have to understand in, in a in a third world context, I've worked a lot on these 12 months and six months incubation programs. Then somebody comes in for the coaching session. So they can't make it because they, they can't afford the taxi fees to come in, which is mm. in dollar wise, $4. But then the guy sits there and says, well, I haven't had lunch or food since yesterday. Now he has to sit and focus in a coaching session or half or full day training. That doesn't work either. Mm -hmm. And that's why the the drop-off rate on those those programs are so huge because why would I be motivated to say, well, Kirsten – in 12 months, there's a high probability of you being able to afford food and your living standard as it is now. Yeah. Well, I'm going like, yay, I don't want yeah. that T-shirt, no thanks.
0: Yeah.
1: And with this, the, the, the change within these, these candidates, once they realize, but hang on, I determine my future. I'm in control. I have my pride back. I have my humanity back. Because mm-hmm. I don't have to look somebody in the eye and say, well, do you have food for me? I can do that myself.
0: And you're teaching and, them things they can implement so quickly and make an impact in their own lives.
1: And, and here's an interesting thing, talking about impact, uh, you know, I, I can plug anything into a community, into a third world, but it will fail. It, it will ultimately fail if you don't change the, the underlying culture that goes with that. And quite a few of the candidates came to me and said, you know what we're doing? We're teaching this to our family and friends. And that is very important. So it's almost viral in a sense. And I think if I can get a, 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 a momentum going in a community, you can truly shift that whole culture mm. to one of possibility because a lot of What I face with 100% of the candidates that come in, they try to build a better future with what they don't have. And I'm a big fan of that saying, build a future with what you have, not with what you don't have.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And you have a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm so happy to have you here today because this is even more powerful than... Um, what I, what I realized from our initial conversation, I have to, like, as you were giving your list of businesses too, I have to throw this one out there because I actually, uh, last week interviewed another person for this, uh, for my podcast. And I had, again, I love the fact that there are so many different kinds of businesses, but so he's in the United States and he has had a business cleaning parking garages and parking lots. For Like since the 1980s. And he just has and he wants to make it available to others. So he has a little manual that he sells on Amazon um, that gives people all that they need. But I mean, (laughs) if that's not on your radar, maybe that's another little uh, business that someone could start because he said he's done very well with it. Um, But, you know, you just never think of that. You know, it's just, but there's something that you can do in your community to make a difference and and make money. And it's so low cost. You know, he said they just, they use the little grabber things to pick up trash and, uh, you know, and throw it away. And it just has to be done off hours.
1: But Kirsten, a lot of people don't think of these businesses highly profitable. I I went to a a birthday party at a guy's house in, in a fancy estate overlooking the river. He bought two stands and built in the middle. Massive house, millions. He does Kool-Aid and milk powder. That's what he sells in Africa, Kool-Aid and milk powder. Yeah. A friend of mine, old-school friend of mine, I bumped into him. And um, he works in a little one-horse town, so small, if you fall out of bed, you have to walk back to town. And he employs 67 plumbers, not helpers, plumbers. And I go, look, what do you do? He says... The one chicken producer in South Africa, because Africa loves chicken, slaughters about four million chickens a day. He says, every one of those chickens need to have a drink of water and take a poop. I do that plumbing. Mm. And one of his favorite things, to find new Mercedeses that he can buy for his wife. That's what he loves. He has this old broken pickup with dirty shoes and she drives the latest Mercs. And the point I want to make is, don't shy away or don't completely discount low-tech or no-tech. There's a lot of money to be made there, a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love the creativity of that. So I'm sure you have so many examples of this, um, you know, the impact that you're making. But, you know, as a as entrepreneurs, we are going to have those tough days, those times that we need to reignite our tenacity. And so can you share like one of the main stories that you kind of go back to the impact uh, that was just huge that really fuels your passion day to day and keeps you moving
1: Ooh, that's, that's there's got to be a lot of them <laughs> it, it's quite a lot of them um, I'm a single dad and I, uh, I live with my 11 my, my year old lives with me and uh, whenever we watch a movie you will know when I start crying I cry very easily I'm, I'm, that's me Mm-hmm. You know, because I I really get into the emotion. But nothing makes me happier and makes me cry more than seeing people get the results at, at, and how it changes their lives. And this work that I, I'm doing with these young people transcends into into bigger businesses. So last year when we did the graduation, all 35 of them, uh, the CEO insisted to hear each one's story. And they all looked at me in the eye and said, thank you, Willem, for what you've done for me. And that I didn't just wet the floor crying that day is just beyond because you can see you've changed somebody's life because of what you helped them achieve. Something else, uh, another great one was as well, I have a customer. he's uh, He's into property and and he said to me, I, I don't know what the questions were, but you asked me. But after we worked together, things came together. And he had a vision to change people's lives through property. And today he's building his little small city of about 22,000 houses, schools, and everything there. And and, uh, and he's doing it. And, and this is low-cost housing that the government usually gives to people whose votes they want, but they don't really want to see. And the, the 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 landscaping is edible. If you sort your trash out to be recycled, you get automatically rewarded with airtime. They have clean energy. They have a centralized education system running through it. It's truly amazing what he's achieving with all of this. And and that for me is is when other people achieve massive results with what I taught them. I'm I'm I, I can't be happier than that. I just smile from ear to ear.
0: Oh, yeah, and look at the extension of, you know, so so you play a part in help, helping that person change their own lives, but then, like you said, like the impact they're making in their community, oh, mm. my gosh, it's got to be so rewarding. Good for very you. Much. I'm so Thank grateful you very much. to have uh, found you. So amazing. Thank you. So, um, you know, I know that nothing we do comes without challenge. So Ooh. what is... You know, the biggest internal or external challenge that you've had to overcome on your journey and how did you overcome it?
1: Ooh, um, now it, it's going to sound very cliche and, and blah, but 2020 has been one of the biggest challenges. 2020 has been one of the biggest years in my business. One of my best. I achieved in eight months that I thought I would achieve in two years. Wow. But that said, it's also a year of big challenges. I had to deal with a divorce, being a single parent, moving out with my son and one of the toughest and strictest lockdowns that we have and starting again fresh. And, you know, uh, I have primary residence of my son. Only 4% of fathers get that in South Africa. uh, there's a lot of uh, discrimination against fathers in this country. My speaking business collapsed. So I was speaking internationally on the leadership program Uh, that came to an end because of no travel, a few coaching clients, a lot of guys just said, well, we're not going to go ahead now, but those who stayed got the results. And so from an emotional state, the absolute highs and the absolute lows, I got all of those last year. And I still had to help my son navigate this whole thing. How do you teach a 10 year old at that stage? How do you handle a, a divorce? How do you handle now sitting a few months with no friends, not being able to play outside? And, and it's so good that my son came through that. I said to him the other day, Christian, you are such a strong person. You're such an inspiration to me. And I, I want to thank you for being my son. I'm so proud to be your father. But, yeah, um, and all that I did there is what I teach people is it's not fancy. You don't need a fancy bicycle to get somewhere. A lot of people will. I need carbon fiber and I need these tires. and that. No, you need a bike. You can pedal with two wheels. And What I mean by that is just go simple. Mm-hmm. And I did what I teach people is. Don't do stuff alone. That's why when a speaker goes on stage, and well, I'm a self-made millionaire. I usually shout from work, go make me tea, you sod. (laughs) Because if you're self-made, you do everything yourself, you idiot. No, you don't. (laughs) You got there because of a team. And I might not have a team, but I have a team in everybody that I know. I have a team with you, Kirsten. And what I did is I got into LinkedIn and I reached out to 4,000 people saying, listen, I'm doing this. I created the free entrepreneurship course for for kids, young people, but also parents who lost their jobs. Share that with everybody. If you are doing something and I can help you, let me know. You know. Let's just get through this together. Empathy is the only currency that we currently have. And it took me two, three hours a day to get through that. And I eventually had burnout from all of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that unlocked massive business and massive opportunity for me like never before. And that's the only way. I, I, I sat down with a young entrepreneur once. And he was, uh, his business was about seven years old and he hasn't made a cent on it yet. And I said to him, you know what, through my 21 years as an entrepreneur, I've had moments where I just broke down and I cried. And you just cry for half an hour, lay there in a little fetal position, but then you just get up and you start making decisions. Decisions got you here, decisions will get you out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all that we have. You know, I'm a big fan of, of Stoic philosophy and Stoicism. You can only control what's within your control. Mm-hmm let all else go and if you can say that's why I get irritated when people say I've done everything no you haven't (laughs) no you haven't don't lie to me I know because I lie like that to myself as well (laughs) but I remember the one morning at five o'clock you know after email all these people I, I was sitting in my bed I usually start about half past three in the morning and I read this email from an email are from a CEO and it it read as follows. It says, Willem, you are God sent. We have been looking for this type of content and training you offer for such a long time. I can't wait to meet you and my whole team to discuss how we can use your work and what we're trying to do. I just sat there and I started crying in bed. Mm. That was just, that was, you know, that's a breakthrough that you want, but these breakthroughs only come by putting in the effort, not Mm -hmm. from an automated sales funnel, not from a Facebook campaign. I like to refer to it as B2B, belly to belly. <laughs> you reach out to people as a person, not an automated message. Hey, Kirsten, how you doing? And all of that yeah. stuff. Hey, no.
0: girl. That's what I get on Facebook.
1: <laughs> like, Whoa. yeah, you know, it, it just makes me sick. And a lot of people have criticized me. Oh, but you can automate this. Dude, you can't automate a relationship. Try automating a first date yeah you can't Mm -hmm. you know it's it's impossible and a lot of people are trying to automate a first date and it doesn't work so for me in plain and simple terms make decisions take action make Mm -hmm. decisions like the martian that movie you know one day everything will go up and all that you can do is make a decision if it's successful you make the next one if you make enough decisions you get to come home
0: I love that. And I'm going to add, like, remove the fears, the false beliefs, the limiting beliefs, whatever you want to call those uh, that might drive decisions uh, away from the direction you really want to go and then make those aligned decisions, like make sure your outcome of your decision making process is aligned. And then, yes, take that bold action.
1: Yes. And watch the
0: stories you're telling yourself. Uh, Earlier this morning when I was on my walk with my clubhouse gang, we, you know, we talked about that. Like, basically, we tell the story of our own lives. There's what happens and then there's we give it context and meaning by the story that we tell ourselves. And if the story you're telling yourselves is I'm always a failure or I can't do it or I'm a victim of my circumstance, then tell yourself a different story that puts you as the in the hero role with the all that you need to be successful, and uh, you know, and that people are just busy and so they're not responding because they have other things. But you actually have the awesome value <laughs> that they need.
1: Exactly. No. Yeah. Just Take action. Well, and kudos mm.
0: to you for oh my gosh, like it's been such a time of change, and I mean, I, I keep telling people like I don't think we've. I think when we've been in it for this whole period of such an unprecedented time in so many ways uh, that we don't take the time to think like I need to give myself a little bit of grace, like this is a lot to deal with. And then on top of it that you had the divorce and all of that, like so much change on top of that. So kudos to you for, you know, staying the course, continuing on through, you know, very tough times.
1: Thank you, Kristen. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. I remember in two thousand eight in the downturn in the economy that happened here. And I was a single mom back then and still had this same business. I you know, I started this business over 15 years ago and I started having that like, ooh, lack of focus thing. Cause I started thinking, mm. like, cause you know, I, I need to find a job. Like I should probably find a job. Like this is too hard. You know, I need I need a job. And so I found myself you know, splitting my focus, my energy, my time, my creativity oh. into two avenues working on my business. And then half heartedly, because my heart, I could not get my heart in it, um, looking for a job as a human resource professional. And, you know, I, finally it hit me. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do both. I got to burn that boat. I am back on like full focus on my business. And that ended up being my biggest year to date. Because I was like, there is just no, I have zero other alternatives, but to make enough to support myself and my boys. And by going full force, I have it in me and I've got the tenacity and I'm just going to make it happen. There's no other option.
1: Absolutely. That's the right decision. Sometimes we, we look past our achievements, but, but this is working. We just need to up, up at this. And, and look at where you stand today. Because you built and turned something around in the toughest time. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you can build a successful business during this 2020 period, mm-hmm. okay, what yeah. are you going to achieve then once it goes well one day?
0: Right, so, right. Take that momentum yeah. on into more normal times. Yeah, so Long I can't off. wait to see what you do as you continue you. on into 2021 and beyond. Uh, Mm. so, and I, you know, I hope that you're documenting in some way, like not, not just the initial impact that you're making, but the extension, because, Mm. you know, each person that you're helping, the change that they're making, like you said, whether it's sharing what they've learned with others in their community or, Like the housing circumstance, like that is changing the community because their business is aligned around making a difference. And so like I just can't imagine the number of uh, stories that you have Mm -hmm. to um, and I hope that you take moments to celebrate that because through you just the extension that's happening through those you're touching with your business.
1: Thank you, thank you, Kirsten. It it it's a nice reminder. We we easily forget about that sometimes, and um, luckily, my my coaches and mentors remind me often. They're Like, hey, you need to celebrate a bit.
0: Yes, exactly. We mm. yes, we absolutely get task focused, and you know, I always say it doesn't have to be a bottle of champagne and party hats. It's like celebration can just be super quick, but uh, mm. and not cost a lot. But just taking that moment to celebrate where we've come from. Oh, that we've achieved and then move forward because you need both for that feeling of success, right? You need the celebration of the past, what you've accomplished, because if you only have the discontent of like, I haven't achieved my ultimate yet, then that's not good. And then if you only are celebrating what you've already achieved, now you have the now what, you know, like they talk about the astronauts, you know, people that achieve huge Mm. things, you know, they have this huge uh, sense of like, oh my gosh, like yeah. now, now what's my done. purpose. What right. Now? So like the yeah. you need the perfect blend of both of those.
1: You do. You do. And uh, I'm a big, you know, if it's a uh, life will never challenge you more than it supports you and vice versa. Mm. And wherever I get challenged, I look for, okay, where am I being supported? and you know, Where I'm I get a little bit cocky and go, oh, I'm oversupported. Where am I being challenged? Because <laughs> usually life hands me a, a slice of humble pie mm-hmm. once you get cocky. Mm-hmm. So I make, make sure that I, I, I try to stay, although I'm quite an energetic person. Don't get lost in the moment. Don't believe in your greatness. Mm-hmm. Believe in the mission.
0: Love it. So tell me, what words of wisdom do you have for others who are listening right now and are thinking, man, I'm just starting or I, you know, I'm not certain, like what words of wisdom do you have for those who want to make their own impact?
1: Okay. Uh, one will be on an entrepreneurial uh, perspective and the other one with some impact. Number one, uh, entrepreneurship is the biggest BS that's being sold around the world. It, it is a, a lie, a blatant thing, because they tell you you're going you, to escape poverty, reduce inequality, get control, get money, and everything else. But what these people, what the books and the speakers and the trainers forget to tell you is that entrepreneurship was never designed with an entrepreneur in mind. It can only look after the needs of the customer. Have you ever seen yourself on the strategy? or the business model, or the financial plan. No, you you don't feature. Now, if you don't believe me, look at the life, working conditions, and financial stability of a typical entrepreneur. And you see it's the truth. Entrepreneurship just doesn't work. And there was a a study done, and they found that an entrepreneur, on average, earned 35% less over a 10-year period had they stayed in their, their job. And... I wouldn't, if you read this, I wouldn't go into entrepreneurship. The point that I want to make here is, it's not about the business, it's not about the customer, it starts with you. Don't ask what you can do for your business, but what your business can do for you. Your business is there to serve you as much as the customer. If it doesn't serve you, why the hell are you in it? You know, Kirsten, as you said, you're a single mom. Uh, I don't know if you're married now, but imagine you go into a new relationship. And you know everything, what the other person wants, what their needs are, and what makes them happy. And you take your time, money, and attention to give all of that to them. But you never tell them what you want. How would that relationship be?
0: That would not be good. And I am remarried, yes, very happily for almost nine years. (laughs) Well done.
1: But it it wouldn't be a good relationship. Oh, no,
0: you need that balance. Symbiotic, right?
1: Yes. But isn't that how we start our businesses? Isn't that how we approach customers? Yes, sir. Please, sir, what do you need more? What does this business need? What is it? And we just sacrifice ourselves on the altar of business success. You come first. If your business doesn't serve you, why the hell do you still have it? So just kill it. Just move on and build a business that's around your needs, that you make sure that it can supply because if you want free time, it costs money. If you want to spend time with your family, it costs money. If you want to travel, it costs money. And a business can generate money. So start with yourself first. Don't believe the BS that it's all about the customer. It's all about you. Second of all, especially when it comes to impact, one thing that really makes me want to poop an anvil sideways (laughs) is when you work with people in a workshop environment, like I just want to save the children and I want to feed millions. And I'm like, how's your business doing? I am running at a loss. And I go like, well, leave the kids for now. Well, later down the road, there will be more hungry people. Point I want to make there is not that I don't care about what you do, but a drowning man cannot save another drowning man. If you cannot, if you cannot help yourself, you cannot help others. So make your millions, let your cup overflow and then help others. Then you can help thousands or even millions of people. See, if you don't do that, you'll, Impact will be much smaller. If that's what you want and you want to work one-on-one, that's fine. For me, I'm a slight megalomaniac. If I want to help people, I want to help and map. So don't sacrifice yourself and don't drain yourself so much that you can't survive because then you're in the same boat as the people that you're trying. Then it's just a wounded person buying into the wound of somebody else. So always start with yourself. And make sure that you can stand on your feet, support yourself and your loved ones, because then you're in a much better position to help others. That's the best advice I can give to people.
0: I love that. Absolutely. And in all things, like, you know, there are times in a business where you get super busy, but that can't, you can do a sprint, but you can't do a marathon at a sprinter's pace. And you do have to focus on carving out that time for you for family like if I, uh i was actually just talking to someone else about um cuz he's an entrepreneur a young entrepreneur and he was talking about life balance and i said you know i said i think i like to use the term as an entrepreneur i think most of us are wired to do a blend like work in life, but you don't want any one part of your life to overtake the others. Like you still no. have to have, you know, time for family, time for business, time for you, time for, you know, so just making sure. But the cool thing is if you have the 24 seven blend wiring and entrepreneurship, well, I know you don't like that word, but, um, <laughs> but we can, like what I get to do that I love is, I can pay attention to when I have the best energy and the best mm. focus. So I can use my time more effectively because I I blend it all together. So I'm a morning person. So for me, the early morning is my focus time. You oh, know? You and
1: I are the same. That's, yeah. that's why I, I start at 3, 3.30 in the mornings. Yeah. I don't sleep with an alarm. But uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of work-life balance. I uh, always tell people, it insinuates one is good, one is bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, And, and usually it's... the
1: employee will go, work is bad, family good. And if you're an entrepreneur, the family goes, work is bad. And you're like, no, 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 it's actually very good. So I, I like to use the term work-life integration.
0: And that's, I think you're saying the exact same thing. I'm saying the blend. Yes, yes you blend yeah, it all you together. You have to
1: integrate the two because exactly. it's, your work, Kirsten, is an expression of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You and I are on that level. This is an expression of me. Mm-hmm. And that's why my son looks at me and he says, Dad, work for you is like Lego playing is for me. And yes. like, absolutely, dude. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this inspires him to, to follow that same thinking mm-hmm. like I did and go like, okay, I need to enjoy what I'm doing. If I'm not, you should stop. Yes. Yeah.
0: I I always say my work is play and I love it that way. And, uh, you know, and when someone does say, you know, they ask like, how many hours do you work? I have no idea because I don't I don't define it that way. It isn't work. But again, I do have to make sure that I'm carving out. Like I love actually that I get to do this walk and take my friends in my pocket. You know, like I'm I'm having social time and a little business talk and getting my exercise in, which pours into me, fuels me. I love that. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, and then I get to like back when I used to go to the grocery store in person instead of having things delivered, I didn't need to go to the grocery store when lots of people go to the grocery store. I could use my time effectively with a 24-7 blend and go in very few People were there, so I love the that, yeah the the efficiency aspect of it
1: yeah uh, the twenty four seven blend that that sounds like a brand of coffee waiting to happen
0: <laughs> a a bl- a brand of coffee twenty four seven blend yeah, yes, because I this see. is the
1: entrepreneur's coffee,
0: oh okay, see, I don't drink coffee, so I never thought of that, but right, yeah, they do always use the blend. <laughs> Yeah, but so yeah. I love that. I love that you're, yes, your your business, and I always say design a life and a business. So again, they incorporate all like, you know, if you are starting to work on making your impact, think about the life that you want too. And then how can you blend both?
1: But Kirsten, my, my dad taught me that uh, a business is a platform for self-exploration and personal development. He had an electric engineering uh, degree, e- electronic, and an MBA, but he held patents in fields of study outside of what he studied. And he always taught me, if you find something interesting, buy a book, start a business. I mean, when I was 30, I started an online business purely to get a woman because I'm an introvert and I struggle. So mm-hmm. I thought if I become famous enough, they will come to me. <laughs> and it worked. I was in TV, radio, magazines, everywhere else. Uh, For my 30th birthday, I did a one evening only stage show. So I wrote, starred and directed in my own stage play about my life. For my 33rd, I did a musical, wrote songs, went for voice training, all of this. I had a newspaper at one stage. I had a clothing brand at one stage. The point is, whatever you want to do, go and express yourself fully through your business.
0: Love it. Love it. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I just want to clap right now, but that would probably sound weird in the microphone, but I love it. Yes. Follow, you know, dream and dive into topics that you like and uh, figure out a way to do something with it.
1: Absolutely. And there is a way Just give it, give it some time.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel like we could talk for hours. Uh, I'm sure. So um, I so appreciate, it. and I know that you have given the listeners just so much food for thought and thank you, motivation and inspiration. So, guys, reach out to him. Um, you can find. I'm I'm already kind of stuttering because I'm getting ready to try to say <laughs> your name again, and I'm going to try. I'm not going to do the uh, So, Willem. Venom. Yes. <laughs> and i know i oh didn't man. do it let me spell it for everyone uh yes. it, you can find him at w-i-l-l-e-m-g-o-u-s dot com and the good news is that will be at the show notes go to defeat the drama. Com, click on the podcast site and today's episode is 173 we'll have information there and links Anna, do you have any social media platforms or anything where people can connect with you as well?
1: Uh, They can do it on my main channel is basically LinkedIn, Twitter, and on Clubhouse.
0: All right. So great. So go Ooh. find him wherever you are and it. Uh, we can add those links as well. Clubhouse doesn't have the links yet. We're looking forward no. to having that. But but so uh, please go find him. Reach out. Uh, connect. He's making this huge impact in the world. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to continuing to connect with you on Clubhouse. Maybe you'll join us on Absolutely. another walk again soon. And guys, yes. if you're if you need assistance with delegating to your team, I have a free ebook called The Six Simple Steps of Great Delegation. You can grab that copy at defeatthedrama.com forward slash delegation sheet. And if you'd like a quick chat with me for some leadership breakthrough, you can grab 30 minutes on my calendar, no obligation. Go to defeatthedrama.com forward slash call. I would love to connect with you. In the meantime, get out there, make your big impact and make it a great day.